Well, we're going to continue on with our Vision Builders series, The Rock, Peter, this week. Why don't we welcome Nathan as he comes to minister to us this morning. Good morning. Cool, the technology is working. It's going to be a good day. Uh, so, yeah, as Carmen mentioned earlier, we're in uh, Vision Builders uh, season. The month of June is our uh, Vision Builders time. And we've got a series at the moment, uh, which is The Rock, The Fish and The Sheep. So we're exploring uh, three significant encounters uh, Peter had with Jesus and how that might apply to us in Vision Builders. Uh, if you're wondering, if you were here last week or heard it on the podcast and wondering where the Vision Builders come into it, uh, I'm bringing it all together. So this week uh, is part two of The Rock, and then uh, next week will be uh, The Fish and then The Sheep. Uh, so I'm very excited. But before we get into the message, uh, just a little update. Last week we shared uh, the sad news of Granny's passing, Laura, uh, the oldest member of our church, uh, passed just over a week ago. And just to update, promise that we'd bring you the details of the funeral, they are tomorrow at uh, 10 o'clock, sorry, Tuesday, uh, the f first working day of the week is kind of what I had in my head. Uh, so it's at Smithfield and Elizabeth Funeral Directors in Elizabeth North, 10 o'clock. So Smithfield and Elizabeth Funeral Directors, Elizabeth North. I was told the streets that it corners, but I didn't grow up in Adelaide, so I've got no idea. I just use Google or Apple Maps, and uh, that should get you there. Smithfield and Elizabeth Funeral Directors, Elizabeth North, 10am on Tuesday. Very good. Okay, so uh, The Rock. La last week we had a look at uh, the encounter Peter had with Jesus, where Jesus asked who, who people are saying who, who he is, and Peter came back, and um, we'll explore that a little bit. And uh, hopefully have a little bit of additional stuff on the screen, which will just help drop it in and bring in the uh, the culmination of last week and this week into understanding the rock and how that applies to us as vision builders. So the passage, uh, which I will control from here, Jazz, so you can, unless the screen drops out, you can put your feet up. Uh, Matthew 16, 13 to 18. When Jesus arrived in the villages of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, what are people saying about who the Son of Man is? They replied, some think he is John the Baptizer, some say Elijah, some Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. And he pressed them, and how about you? Who do you say I am? Simon Peter said, you're the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus came back, God bless you, Simon, son of Jonah. You didn't get the answer out of books or from teachers. My Father in heaven, God himself, let you in on the secret of who I really am. And now I'm going to tell you who you are, really are. You are Peter, a rock. This is the rock in which I'll put together my church, a church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. Does that sound pretty exciting? Church so expansive with energy not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. Cool. I'm going to pray as we start into the message. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you for this Vision Builders series, the season we're in. Particularly this 
uh, rock message that you have something for each one of us to take from this message, to understand our encounters with you and how they play a part in us building the vision of your vision of the church and what you think about us. Pray our hearts are open to receive this morning. Amen. So last week, we, we started with this, this passage, and one, one way, I locked the screen, that went really well. I won't draw attention to the fact that's what I did, and just keep going. Uh, so last week, we, we, you could sum up uh, the uh, theme of the message, and tell Jesus who he is, and he'll tell you who you are. So if we have a, have a look in here, we see... Simon Peter said, you're the Christ. Whoops, wrong one. Highlighter. You're the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. We're not redacting what Peter said to Jesus, okay? This isn't the CIA Bible. You're the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And then Jesus came back and said, you are Peter, a rock. So tell Jesus who he is, he will tell you who you are. And part of the, uh, the theme is you might see in the middle, we have this, uh, this weird thing and we discussed about how there's kind of, I've gone with the fat pen again. This is working. And got Simon Peter, got Simon son of Jonah, and again Peter the rock. We have three different names for Peter. And we discussed and uh, shared about how this is actually the only reference, and I didn't mention it last week, this is the only reference of Simon, son of Jonah, in the Gospels. So Jesus is deliberately saying, Peter, stop being a child of your circumstances. Stop being a child who might identify yourself and limit yourself by your upbringing, your past, whether you were uh, in an affluential or, or not in, your, in poverty. Don't be defined by your job, your family, the location you grew up in, because you are Peter, a rock. So we talked through the three different names. I'm going to bring that into fruition a little bit more. Now I'm going to tell you who you are, really are. You are Peter, a rock. So that's kind of where we stopped at what's highlighted in pink there. You are Peter, a rock. I want to discuss this week more about this, the next part. This is the rock on which I'll put together my church, church so expensive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. See, other, other versions might say, this is the rock on which I'll build my church. The message translation sometimes has some uh, nice ways of putting things. See, this is a rock on which I'll put together my church. This is a rock on which I will build my church. Now, what, what is interesting here is Peter, a rock, and this is the rock. You, you might read it and say, you are Peter, a rock. This is the rock. So I am going to build my church on Peter. This might be one way you can take it. Because Peter means rock. But here in this language, this language of the rock can be uh, taken as the revelation. So it's like they're the same word, but they have different meanings. It'd be a little bit like 
I was thinking of words in English that might look the same but have slightly different meanings. And one I can think of is live and live. So it's spelt the same, but there, there's different, different meanings and purposes to the word. You are Peter, a rock. This is a rock in which I'll build my church. So this is the rock means revelation. And what we've got here is a revelation to share is defined as an in the Bible, a surprising and previously unknown fact that has been disclosed to others. So we talked about last week about how others hadn't really seen that Jesus, even though he was doing miracles and doing fantastic things, others hadn't really clicked into the fact he was the Messiah. We have the Bible now and we, we can talk to other Christians and we can get the, the evidence and the historical facts and know that Jesus was the Messiah. But this is quite controversial for Peter to declare this. So, and it says in the passage here, my father in heaven, God himself, let you in on the secret of who I really am. So revelation is defined as a surprising and previously unknown fact that has been disclosed to others. Or the making known of something that was previously secret or unknown. In Bible dictionary, revelation in the Bible dictionary I have says the making of known of God's person, nature and deeds in scripture, history and supremely the person of Jesus Christ. God is also made known to a limited yet important extent through his creation. Bible talks about he reveals himself to us through his creation. We can look at the birds and the animals and, and in Fiji and in South Australia and other parts of the world Look at the sunrise, look at the sunset, the clouds, everything about that. That is God revealing himself to us through his creation. So you, you might have heard this passage and you might have thought you can connect directly. You are Peter a rock, this is a rock on which I'll build my church. And there are some that would say that the church is literally built on Peter. Not necessarily like physically on his body, but he was a key person in the building of the church. And from that point on, uh, the church is expanded and is foundational on Peter as the leader. And some say it is built on where Peter died. See, Jesus had a vision for Peter and the name changing. Jesus' vision for Peter and his vision for you and me is not that he'd be Simon, son of Jonah. His vision for Peter is that he'd be Peter, a rock. There's a change of names there, and this vision is important. And uh, this week in our uh, connect groups and dinner parties, uh, we had question posed, and we had uh, some great discussion about what is your life verse, or what is... Uh, in my language, what is the vision that Jesus has for you? Who does Jesus say that you are? Jesus says to Peter, you are a rock. You're no longer Simon, son of Jonah. This is my vision for you. From this point on, you are Peter, a rock. No longer known as Simon, son of Jonah. Now for me, a key verse is, uh, shared a little bit last week about Ephesians 1 and how we uh, inheritance we, we are sons and daughters of God. We have inherited everything. We are adopted into sonship. And how that, that, that's key. Uh, that one's a key one for me when I was about 19. I was studying Ephesians. And that really helped secure 
my identity and gave me a platform to then, as I understood that, make bold faith decisions. And then a year later, I'm living in Australia and my life has changed dramatically from that point. Another one is Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, freedom for the oppressed, sight for the blind, and bind up the brokenhearted. I, I love this, uh, this passage. Jesus quotes it about himself as well. He's saying the purpose or, or what the Spirit on me is for is to transform people from one situation to another, to transform them from a son of Jonah to a rock to transform them from not being identified by a history, but by the, their vision and their future, what is laid out for them in the future. And, and I feel like when I, perhaps in my life, and, and when I minister and preach or do connect groups or disciple is to, as I have been brought from darkness or captivity into the light and freedom, is to help others achieve the same thing and to have that purpose set in their life. Um, so I'd actually like to just ask a couple of people because I really want to dig into who we are, the rocks in this place. We're not grey, bits of granite. We're going to dig into this a little bit more. But um, just wondering, just looking for the people that might have been at Connect. But Loretta, could I just ask you, Quickly, do you have a, a life verse or one that Jesus says about you that you'd be happy to, off the cuff, share? And actually, probably the whole book of Ephesians um, is the you know that that God can do in us and through us more than we could ever think, ask, imagine, or even dare to dream. And um, that's given me enormous strength, and 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 I think that that's something that people need to know. That you know, when when times are tough, when there is crap going on, God can do more than you think. If you take your eyes off of the stuff that's there and look to Him, He can do more than you can think, ask, imagine, or even dare to dream. And also earlier on in Ephesians, it says, you know, that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, it's available to us here and now. Yep. Anyone think Loretta can preach? <laughs> she can do, she can, Carmen's saying she can do the Ephesians series. Can I just pray for you and Deno? Just to stand up. Uh, obviously there's a, a bit of loss in the family in recent times, so I just want to pray uh, the presence of God in for your family at the moment. Uh, George, do you want to come over too? Not on the keys, I'm going to pray for you. And is is ba Bailey here or is she across the road? Okay, cool. Let's just reach out a hand uh, to these guys and just pray. Uh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence and your peace on this amazing family, amazing servants. And we speak that word that you have spoken to Loretta and the family. You can do above everything. You can do impossible through you, through your presence. We know that funerals and deaths can bring complicated family situations. I've seen it in my own world, my own family. 
passing of grandparents and extended family coming together. But we pray your peace, your wisdom. We come into this family this week. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome. May his peace be upon you this week. Reuben, come come forward. <laughs> He's not allowed to leave the sound desk. It's now everything's just going. I'm going to. Do you have a life vest or a favourite one? Uh, I, I grew up with vegetables. <laughs> yeah. Vegetables is the best. Um, the one that's just stuck with me and I've remembered forever is uh, we all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned his own way, but the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Um, Isaiah 53, 6. <laughs> it's on you. Let's just reach out our hands to Reuben. See, God places these verses in us, the seeds, and even though they might be from our childhood, like we're across, we've got kids across the road and see three kids and Carmen and Ash and I uh, look after the, the families and the kids' ministry. What is being sown across the road and every week is super important because you've now seen what has come out of an adult. And it, it's so in him as he's sharing it, I can see anointing and motion. Just, just lift your hands this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence and anointing on Reuben. Thank you as what was sown into him as a child. He will pour out into children, to generations. Jesus is calling you to, no, it's easy by your physical stature, like myself, we both look like the rock from our former wrestling lives. People say you're a rock, but Jesus is bringing you from not to be defined by past or circumstance or history, but by the vision he has for you. The strength that is in you is calling you a rock, spiritual rock. You'll be an anchor in other people's storms. House of refuge. Arms that provide shelter from the storms that others are feeling, encountering. Another cool thing about rocks and storms is they often have lighthouses on them. People be drawn to your light. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for the light in Reuben. People are drawn to it. Charmaine, come on. Come forward. Don't worry, I'm not going to ask you to share something. Charmaine's uh, 
reasonably new Christian, and I'm, I just wanted to encourage you this morning. I'm so encouraged in seeing you in Connect Group and how hungry you are and just how the growth you're having so quickly. And I was praying, I think it was this morning, time goes a bit funny sometimes, I think. And yeah, just really felt to pray for you this morning that people will... You, you reach people that many others can't. His presence is on you. He's called you. And things experienced in your past aren't a waste. They, they might have hurt. They aren't a waste. Because out of that, God is going to bring amazing, beautiful creations. He's going to bring colour out of darkness through you. So encouraged by your hunger and passion for people and just to know more, just to ask the questions. It challenges me to be hungry and thirsty and seeking answers. Holy Spirit, I pray you show Charmaine her future right now in her mind's eye. You release dreams for her future. Holy Spirit, you rest on it. Feel like the Spirit's squashing things, crushing things. It's like this accordion is just getting compacted. It's been expanded, but it's just contracting, it's disappearing. It's all the it's all the dirty stuff. It's all the past. As his presence comes in, he's pushing out stuff from your past that you don't want to hold on to. He's giving you the strength to keep moving forward every day. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That must have been 15 minutes according to my screen timeout since I touched the iPad. So the question, like these people, for myself, what, what's Jesus' vision for you? Do you have a, a life verse? I encourage you to find one in connect groups we're talking about and sharing. There's fantastic ones, and if you, if you need some, if you want to be pointed, ask your connect group, a dinner party leader, uh, come see me afterwards, ask Carmen. Uh, We'd love to help you to identify who you are. And that might or might not come back. That's all right. See, Jesus had a vision in and for Peter, and his vision was the church. He said, this is a rock on which I'll put together my church. The word church is only used three times in the Gospels, and this is one of those. What I want to put to you is that the church is built on revelation. See, some would say, this is rock and which I'll put together my church, is Simon Peter saying, you are the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. That's the first revelation, something that was hidden, and Peter speaking to Jesus, this is who you are. The second part is Jesus 
tells us who we really are. He told Peter, you are a rock. This is the rock on which I'll put together my church. Church is so expansive. Both of these are foundational revelations and understanding to the building of the church. Now, in, in the language, it says, you are Peter, a rock. This is the church. This is the rock in which I'll put together my church. But I want to put to you that the rock in which I'll build my church is both of these two things together. It's the revelation that Jesus is the Christ. And it's the revelation to Peter of who he is in Christ. These two things are the revelation on which the church will be built, on the rock on which the church is built. See, revelation is alive. It's not just one or the other. It's the, the two together. Revelation is alive we built, the church we have built is not built on tradition. It's not built on old texts or in a particular place. It is built on every one of us getting a revelation of who Jesus is. Like people prayed for who then have a revelation of who they are or have the Word of God in them or are getting the Word of God in them for their future. The vision that is laid out for them in the future. The revelation of which the church is built on is built on people, not tradition. All of that revolves around people. It's not a physical building that the church is built on or a physical location. It is built on you and I getting that revelation and then understanding of who Jesus is, then understanding who we are. The church is built on you and me. Blank. It's built on the words of Jesus. See, in, in Proverbs is a fantastic verse, and in the Holman uh, version, it says, Without revelation, people run wild. But one who listens to instruction will be happy. Other versions say, Without vision, the people will perish. Without revelation and vision, people will run wild, perish, cast off restraint. It's combining several versions in one. In one. Without revelation, people run wild. Without vision. See, the vision we are building is Jesus' vision. His vision for you and me is that we are a rock, that we live based off who he says we are. We are building Jesus' vision of a church that has got so much energy, it's so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. I love how it puts that. A church is so expansive with energy. That is a church that is alive, a church that is growing, a church that is expanding. And that is the vision for what we have at C3 Norwood. That is what we are working towards practically through vision builders. Not just in this church, but we are hoping to expand in our ministry and our reach and the physical locations uh, starting other locations, establishing permanent presences in, in the community that we own, that we're not just leasing, and, and then putting uh, anchors down in the community even more to then reach other locations and then reach uh, the, 
women su and families and ch uh, children suffering domestic violence and to reach over to Fiji. And, and you, you saw in, the, in what Liz was sharing about the relationships formed in Fiji. There's energy, there's vision there. It's not a church that is dead. It's not a church that has no life. You and I are the church that is expanding with energy. Gates of hell will not be able to keep it out. We, we partake in the building. The church is built on people for people. Church is built on you and me for others. So we, we are vision builders. It, it's not that this passage necessarily, uh, vision builders based on this passage, but I think it ties in nicely. Say, Jesus says, on this rock, on this revelation, I will build my church. And here we are talking about vision building and building the church physically and expanding in the community. The revelation from Jesus centers us the rock centers us. We're not just uh, inanimate rocks, like mentioned before, grey granite or basalt or other things. We are alive. The rock is physically us. And revelation energises us. When we have revelation, and well, I encourage you to, to get revelation who you are, is it's alive and it's constantly growing. Every time you read the word, Revelation can come out, and this is what the church is built on. It's this constantly growing thing, not dead tradition. It's the uh, or physical location. It's the understanding of who we are, and then we grow in our understanding. We grow as disciples, and in that process, we disciple others, and then the church grows. It's like this organic thing. It's, we sow, we reap. There's vines. Things expand. The church is growing and expanding, it has energy. And the revelation, I know in my world, when I get this revelation, these verses and understand who I am, it energises me, gets me through the tough times at work, tough times in uh, family and career and, and all, all sorts of things that are going on. When we have that revelation, it, it anchors us, it centres us, it gives us energy to push through. George, can I ask you to come up? Thanks. So my, my prayer and desire this morning is that we get a little bit of an understanding of, again, who Jesus says we are. But that comes from knowing who Jesus is. And saying, we want to follow Jesus. And in a moment, we're going to provide an opportunity as we do every week to give people the opportunity to receive Jesus and to enter and start walking with Him, enter that relationship with Him and let Him be Lord and to understand what that means and accept forgiveness from sin. So soon there'll be an opportunity to do so. I'll, I'll give you the opportunity to raise your hands and say, that's what I want to do. And then I'll acknowledge it. You'll be able to put it down and then we'll pray together as a church that we that you can accept Jesus and We'll support you as a community to do so. And then afterwards, we'll just pray for us all to, to get this revelation. So just ask everybody across the room to close their eyes. Just provide that opportunity. If you've never received Jesus before, or you have done so before, say, I, I want this revelation. I want this understanding. I want this presence in my life. 
I want to be in relationship with Jesus. I ask you to put, put up your hand nice and high. I'll acknowledge it. You'll be able to put it down and then we'll pray together. Yeah, so if there's anybody here, just raise your hand nice and high right now. We'd like to make that prayer this morning. For the first time or done it before and want to recommit. So I want to be sure I'm going to heaven tonight. Just put up your hand nice and high. Ask everybody to stand this morning. See, Revelation, when we get it, it leads us to worship. When we understand who we are and who Jesus says we are and we understand who He is, we want to worship and be part of that. We want to praise It motivates us. When you get one revelation, you want more. We change through that process. So I just want to pray for us all this morning. Just close your eyes and look to Jesus this morning. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your presence here this morning. thank you that as we tell you who you are, you reveal to us who we are and I pray that right now you are speaking to people to their hearts, revealing your word your comfort your strength about who they are Thank you, you have a vision for us, for our future, about who we truly are, not based off what has defined us in the past. Proclaim freedom from the past right now in this room. If you need freedom from your past, just encourage you to lift your hands to heaven this morning. There's something that's happened in your world that's holding you back or tying you down. Just lift your hands. Jesus called Peter a rock. He calls you a son or a daughter of the King. He calls you anointed. He calls you worthy. He calls you loved. God, we thank you that you chose to build your church on people. Knowing myself, that seems like a strange strategy. But you chose to build church on us. People in front of us, behind us, next to us. So as we're in this vision builder season, you're speaking to us and we're obedient to what you're saying about 
vision builders and our part to play physically and giving and, and you're stretching us in faith. So we understand our part to play. The building of the church and the church is so key and reliant on people. Thank you for your presence here this morning. Pray we're encouraged this week as we go forth to remember who we are every day. And the strength that your Spirit gives us. Amen. Thanks, Nathan. What a couple of really life-changing messages, huh? Why don't we thank Nathan?